Welcome back to the Lawyer Brit podcast. I am thrilled about this episode because this is my first ever client case study. I plan on doing many, many more of these, but I'm particularly excited about this client case study because this client doubled their revenue in a very short period of time, less than eight months. And that is just mind-blowing. I'm super excited to talk about this client for confidentiality purposes. I won't be mentioning their name or practice area or anything like that, but we're still going to be going over exactly how we work together and what we did to make that possible. You're listening to the Lawyer Brit Podcast. I started my law firm at just 28 years old, and a year later, the firm profited $1.78 million. In this podcast, I teach lawyers how to strategically launch and grow their law firms into multi-million dollar empires. This client came to me with somewhat inconsistent 15K months, like hitting 15K, but not always right on the mark. They had two team members and they wanted to decrease their working hours to 20 hours a week. And doing all this, the goal was to grow to $50,000 months and obviously beyond. And I always say like what the goal is, and that's like more short term. Most people that work with me want to grow into the seven figures. And I think that's possible for every single one of them. But to get to seven figures, you do have to hit 300, 500, 700K in a year to actually hit that million dollar mark. So it's important to have the long-term vision of what you want your life and your business to look like, but to break it down into smaller goals so that you can ascertain how you want to get there. So this person came to me, inconsistent 15K months, really tiny team and didn't want to work more than 20 hours a week and still wanted to grow. So we, we were diving into the business. And whenever I dive into a new client's business, I always come at it from the angle of my process pitch people profit framework. Because at my core, I believe that those are the building blocks. Those are the, the areas of a successful business that if you have successful and intentional processes, pitch, which is a sales system, people, which is your team, you are going to have massive profit and you are going to continue to profit and continue to grow. And so that's how that's how I, I look at my clients' businesses. And that's how we strategize and come to decisions on what actions we want to take in the business to grow. So first, we looked at this client's processes. And this client had really strong documented processes with this small team. And everything seemed to be working smoothly. So I didn't see a huge need to dive into the processes and figure out where's the chaos happening, what's what's going on, because there wasn't chaos. It was actually a situation where this client had things running really smoothly and had the capacity in in their processes to bring on additional clients. So then we looked at the pitch. And of course, with my process pitch field product framework, I wanted it to sound like something we could remember. When I say pitch, I don't just mean the sales pitch. I mean your entire sales system, the system that is bringing clients to your business, the system that is attracting leads and converting them into clients. And so this client came to me in consistent 50K months and wanted to grow towards 50K months. So we need to add more clients. You can do two things, right? You can either increase your prices or you can bring in more clients. And for most legal services, for most, for most service-based businesses, there is an equilibrium of what 
you're willing to offer and what someone's willing to charge. Of course, you want to charge more, you can always add more services, but you've got to figure out who your ideal client is and what they want. And so in this instance, we weren't going to really play around with the pricing. What we wanted to do was bring in more clients, more clients, more money, more profit, more revenue. So content was a huge part of this client's strategy. They have a decent presence on social media. And so we decided that we were going to double down. We're going to use that asset, her social media assets. We're going to use that asset to bring more leads into the business. So we decided on a strategy of daily reels and Facebook ads strategy. So Facebook ads were outsourced. I've said this before on other podcasts. I have dabbled in Facebook ads. I'm really knowledgeable on them. I have had success with them, but I prefer organic content when I can do it. And so with the Facebook ad strategy, we came up with a strategy and we outsourced the running and the monitoring of those Facebook ads. And I can do another podcast episode of Facebook ad strategy and what you want to look for. But for this, I'm talking about what our actual strategy was in the sales system and how we were going to bring more clients in. So we had a Facebook ad strategy, but we outsourced the actual work for that. In the daily reels strategy, what we focused on was batch creation of reels every single week. So batch creation is where you sit down and you create a ton of content in one sitting. So we had a planning day in the week, then we had a recording day in the week, and then we had an editing day in the week. And so this client particularly has young kids, so it wasn't feasible to make content every single day. And I wouldn't recommend that anyway, because that'd be overwhelming. I would get overwhelmed by that. So it was important to have that batch creation and that separation of days to create this content. And we decided on doing daily reels because number one, currently at the time of this recording especially, reels are blowing up. Instagram is really heavily pushing reels as a form of content on feed and also obviously in the the reels section of Instagram. And so we decided to focus on reels. And when you're focusing on a content strategy, you want to make sure that you've got content that people want to see. And so we were diving into this person's content. We were figuring out that short form, like super short form video of a task or something happening with text overlay and a long caption with a call to action was what we needed. That seemed to be like the dominant, the dominant kind of content that her audience engaged with the most. We went into her Instagram account and started looking at what reels are performing really well. And we decided that videos that were either an audio overlay or a a video of this person doing something with a text overlay on the video was going to be the way to go. That's what people like to see. Long form captions with a hard sale call to action at the end. I always think that when you are first starting out, especially, or you're first picking a strategy, it's important to try a lot of things and then look at the data, see what people are actually engaging with. And I don't just mean likes and comments. I mean like saves and shares. Those are huge, right? If someone's saving your content, that means that they want to come back to it later. So that's really important, right? So the call to action on these on these reels was to schedule a discovery call. That was the first step into the true funnel. So I have a five-part sales funnel that I teach to my CEO club students, coaching clients. And part of that is to do a call to action. You got to tell people what to do. Tell them what to do. Schedule a discovery call. You can get someone on the phone, you can pitch them, and you can sell them. So that was our social media strategy to 
pump out a ton of content, get in front of the ideal client, and tell them to schedule a discovery call so that this particular coaching client could sell them into her services. Now, we also had a secondary strategy. And for me, I like to focus on one strategy at a time. Yes, I do like to try at a bunch of different things in that strategy. So if we say, okay, we're going to go with social media content, I do typically like to try a lot of social media content. But at that same time, I don't want to overwhelm a coaching client with doing a ton of different marketing efforts. So I don't want to tell them, okay, we're going to do social media, and then we're going to do Facebook ads, and then we're going to do Google pay-per-click, and then we're going to do YouTube, and then we're going to do this and that and the other thing, and you should do a webinar. That's a lot. That, that is a lot for somebody to handle. So I wanted to double down on one specific strategy for getting people into those discovery calls. However, this client has been open for a while, and so it felt aligned to have a secondary strategy of reaching out to the network this client has built over time of people who interact with this client's ideal client. So people that are in front of her ideal client every day all the time is to make a connection. I actually have a podcast episode where I talk about in-person sales funnels, which is separate and kind of different. It's the same overall concept, but different from content because with content, you put a piece of content out there all the time working for you, getting in front of people. But when you have people that are in person, they're not necessarily always looking at your content or always looking at, you know, they're not always talking to you, right? So you have to make the effort to be in front of them. So with this network that this client's built over time, it was important to reach out and connect with people in real life, in real time, to make sure that if these people came in contact with her ideal client, that they were saying, hey, I know who you need to call. Call so-and-so and send referrals. So we created this strategy that this client was going to reach out to three people per week in her so-called network to continue kind of building on something she already had, right? Building on this asset of this network and then also complementary to the social media strategy of daily reels and hard call to action. So that was the pitch component of our strategy to help this client grow into 50K months from the inconsistent 15K. Next is people, your team. It's nearly impossible to hit high-level income without actual support. And most of that support comes through with a team that is for you, your team, right? So this particular coaching client wanted to work less, work fewer hours a week, 20 hours a week, but didn't want to make less. Of course, right? Nobody wants to make less. So we needed a to build a team to support that client. So this particular client already had two team members in place and they were still doing all of the legal work and the discovery calls and whatnot. And so whenever I'm talking to a client about offloading work, I always look to the biggest and most time-consuming tasks first. And I say, can we offload this, right? Can we offload some of the legal work? Can we offload some of X, Y, and Z? Sometimes if a client doesn't feel comfortable outsourcing certain things or hiring a person to handle something yet, because you're going to probably have to outsource everything at some point, this client particularly too, didn't feel comfortable hiring that person. So we kept looking for the next thing down. And so what we ended up doing was hiring a contract paralegal to do 
substantive work that then this client reviewed and, you know, edited, made changes, whatever. It wasn't necessarily that there was somebody completely handling the legal work. It was like, hey, I need the substantive done here. And that took so many hours of time out of what this client was doing per week. So many hours of time and not necessarily giving up a ton of control either. So we didn't have to really work through a ton of mindset blocks and issues. So that was the first main hire that we did. And we did run numbers as well, which I'll talk about in a second, but we did run numbers and figure out, okay, you know, how much is a case worth to you? And, you know, what are the expenses involved? And then how much would it cost to bring on a paralegal to do more substantive work in this case? And we ran the numbers and we we determined that it would still be profitable. And so we hired this contract paralegal and it worked out really well. Like we were able to really, really reduce the working hours of this particular coaching client. And now, in fact, this coaching client is beginning to delegate sales calls. So earlier we talked about the content strategy and we went over how the call to action was to schedule a discovery call. It's exactly what I do for my CEO club, right? I tell people, fill out an application for the CEO club and sign up for a discovery call. Let's see if we can work together to hit 50K months. Shameless plug, if you would like to apply, you can go to my Instagram link in bio and there's a link where you can fill out the application. Once you're done filling out that application, you can schedule a discovery call with me and we can go over whether you're a good fit and figure out how we can work together to hit 50K months for you. Exactly what I'm explaining in this podcast episode for this client case study. So the call to action scheduled discovery call was it was picking up essentially. We knew that if we were posting more content and we were targeting more clients, there were going to be more discovery calls. And so eventually we needed to hire somebody to handle these sales calls. So now we're delegating sales calls to keep that work hour level at the 20 hour a week that this client desired while still bringing in more clients and increasing revenue. Do you see how we're strategically hiring people? Sometimes I work with attorneys, law firm owners, who are like, oh my gosh, I need to hire an assistant. And I pause, I say, okay, well, really, what can this assistant do for you? I think I know it's kind of like second nature to say I need an assistant, but do you need an assistant or could we hire somebody more high level, right? There, there's, there's different options. So I have people that come to me like, I need an assistant, I have so much to do. And I'm like, well, let's look at what the assistant could do. But first let's look at what you need someone to do, right? This particular coaching client I'm talking about in this case study needed somebody to handle the big work but wasn't ready to fully give up control of everything. So we needed to hire a contract paralegal. If this client hired an assistant, they'd still be stuck doing all of this legal work. So it was important to be strategic about what we could offload and who needed to do that in the team. And now we're delegating sales calls so we can, again, keep that work level low, right? I mean, we could have brought on an attorney or another assistant, but that wouldn't have served the purpose of what we need to get done. And so that's how we expanded the team to support this coaching client in growing and still maintaining that work level. So that's process, we're great, pitch, our content strategy, and people who we were bringing on to help delegate and handle the work and support this coaching client in growing their business. And now profits, profit, profit, profit. This is where it gets really fun, right? So as I said before, when we were considering who to bring on as a team member, how to grow the team, what we needed to strategically delegate, we went over what the actual expenses were. So we 
have a, an idea of what a case is worth on average. We went through what the average expenses are on those cases. And we came up at a pretty high profit margin at about 75%. Now, obviously, that's a great profit margin. I mean, that's fantastic. But as we know, as your expenses and your costs increase in business, your profit margin might decrease. But that's okay because when you're a solopreneur and you've got maybe one, two team members, you're doing all of the work. Yeah, you should be making a huge profit margin, right? But as you increase your expenses, as you increase your team members and your compensation and your overhead, you're going to decrease the profit amount, but that's okay because overall your revenue should be increasing. So while she has this great 75% profit margin, now that she's bringing on these team members, maybe her profit margin now is 65%, but that's okay because if we're doubling her revenue, she's still making more money. Does that make sense? You want to make sure that we're not only looking at percentages and averages, but we're looking at real numbers and that we're not only looking at real numbers, we're looking at percentages and averages. Because if we have a client who is making $15,000 a month in revenue and they're making a 75% profit margin, what is that? That's like $11,000, right? But then if we double that revenue and they're only making a 60 or 65, that's $19,000. So they're still making more money. So it's important to consider the hard numbers and also the profit margin when we're considering costs and expenses and everything. Obviously, incredible profit margin either way, especially at 75%. But considering that this client really wanted to work fewer hours, she needed a bigger team. So profit margin decreased, but profit increased. That is the beauty of actually hiring a team. And it's so interesting. I've I've had other clients who have said to me, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much of, you know, the revenue, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's fine, but you're going to you're going to tap out at some point. You're going to cap yourself off at what is physically, emotionally, and mentally possible for you to work. And there's a limit to how many cases you can do on your own or just with one assistant. So you're going to have to bring people on. But the beauty of that is as you begin to delegate and grow your team and your team can help support you and, and serve the clients, you can start serving more clients. And then you get a bigger, not a bigger piece. You get a smaller piece, quote unquote, of the pie for each client, but you have more clients, so you have more pies. That's really the beauty of, of hiring a team. I have only had, what, a handful of sessions with this client, and they're already hitting almost 30K months. That is incredible. And still working 20-hour weeks because this client really wanted to spend time with their young kids, and we were able to almost double revenue. Almost double revenue. I mean, this client will... will certainly be in the 40 to 50 range by the end of this year. But this client was able to double revenue in a relatively short period of time, considering where they started at, at a pretty small, almost solo law firm. But we were able to double revenue while maintaining a high profit margin and decreasing work hours to something that was manageable for them. And that is such a win. I am so proud of this coaching client over the moon at what they've accomplished in the past few months. And I, I love working with people like this. I love, I love working with coaching clients who are at that kind of mark, whether at the 10, 15, 25, 30K mark, because it is possible for attorneys to be solos or have maybe 
one to two part-time assistants, it's possible for you to hit the 250, 300 range in a, in a year by yourself wearing a ton of hats. But what is also an option is to bring on a team and to bring on more clients and delegate the work. So you're not working more. You could honestly be working less, but you're not working more, but you're making more money and you're also supporting more clients, serving more clients, supporting more team members. That is like the beauty of growing. And that's what I love to help other attorneys do. That's why I created the CEO club. The CEO club is for people like this who are at the 15 or 25 or 30K mark and they want to grow to 50K months and they want to grow into 80K months. They want to hit seven figures in a year. That is possible. That is an option. If you're listening and you're like, that is, that sounds great. I am lit up. I want to make it to 50K months. I want to have seven figure years. You can do that. I would love to work together to make that happen. If you want to work with me to grow your law firm to hit seven figures, we can do that inside the CEO club. If you're interested in joining, there is an application process. You can go to my Instagram link in bio, fill out the application. Once you complete that, you will schedule a discovery call with me on Zoom and we can discuss whether the club is a right fit for you. It's a six-month commitment because I want us to have time to dive into the details and really pull out a strategy and have time to implement and monitor and get you to the point where you're like, yes, I am on my way to 50K months. I will sail into 80K months and I will hit seven figures. It's a semi-private program, meaning that we work together one-on-one every single month and we have private chat coaching together and we have a private Zoom call together, but there's also a group component because I think community is also important. We get together with the entire CEO club group once a month to bounce ideas off of each other and kind of just have that total support so that you can reach your dream revenue and beyond. That is my entire goal for the CEO Club. If you're interested, please apply. I would love to talk to you about joining. It's a really fantastic group. And as you can see from this client case study, we are making huge moves and having huge success. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lawyer Brit Podcast. If you did, please share it on social media. Take a screenshot, share it on your story, tag me at lawyer.brit with two T's. I will reshare it on my story and let me know if there's any other topic you'd like me to cover next.